0: The Infra Pioneer Podcast. Infrastructure Construction from the Perspective of BIM specialists and on-site
1: engineers. Hi everybody, my name is Yannarikonen. Uh, I work as a BIM expert in Create, a Finnish contractor company within the field of infrastructure.
0: Great, how did you get in touch with the uh, BIM? Like what was your first experience with it?
1: Uh, I used to work for a consulting company uh, for construction management in infrastructure and we did some quite big projects for the city of Helsinki and uh, in those projects we started u- utilizing BIM uh, and I would work in the uh, information management part of the projects and that's how I got involved
0: with BIM and I got interested in uh, also the information management part of it. Cool. So hey also I'm uh, Jero also working in the actually Shane company as Jenna and uh, well I don't have the civil engineering background but uh, when I first got as a sales job <laughs> selling uh, selling uh, one product on I got in touch with the actually beam first before 2D designs and uh, I started uh, understanding the beam and uh, seeing how it functions and then when I realized that the 2D is more stronger or well people are more habitable with it it was such a struggle to find a way when you have learned that this is the way to do and then back to the 2D but though it's always, it has, it fascinates me because I think it's the, like, whole construction industry. It's like the first step to digitalization, automation, and all this IoT and everything kind of stuff. So it's Yeah, really, it's
1: a really old-fashioned uh, industry and uh, no one everybody's taking in digitalization it's very a huge leap and a big step and it's interesting to see how it will evolve
0: yeah yeah true true by the way in the construction a company in mm. company what kind of thing you were like designing 3d models or visualization models or how did you start it with?
1: Uh, well our company would do some part of the yeah. design there uh, but we were also helping the owner in the project uh, management and one of the uh, key parts of the project management was the information management and the whole system so it was pretty much like all, all the files all the design things and so the model or the joint model of all design parties was the uh, part of the whole system management.
0: How did you then uh, get more towards the construction, like machine guidance Mm. systems and uh, surveyors, modeling and such?
1: Good question. Uh, Then uh, what I decided to do was uh, take a lead towards software, and I would work for a software slash uh, hardware company, uh, for a bit over a year, and we would do consulting for contractors, and uh, that's where I saw how interesting machine guidance is and machine control, and became more and more interested of working for a contractor. And then I contacted uh that through a friend, and uh, we discussed it. And I told them about my background and my interests, I'm also a land surveyor by the background. So that's how I got involved
0: in now I'm here. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really fascinating. Like, uh, when you, well, in the beam and well, how it first is perceived as a uh, visualization, but when you go to the like construction sites and you really see that, uh, the same models that you watch on your 3D viewer and, uh, see that, okay, here goes roads and, uh, there's a lakes and so on then the machine guidance is exactly doing the same work. And then when you see uh, surveyors using those to see, get all the measurements and uh, surveying actions. And uh, finally, then the foreman also utilizing it. It's, it's quite uh, exciting to see because I think mm-hmm. it's like, I don't think uh, there's no other industry mm-hmm. that uh, uses so much uh, this kind of like, uh, uh, 3D or virtual uh, features with the real world. Like, there are yeah. AR technologies and VR technologies, but mm-hmm. I think this is like closest that uh, there's other industries are. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because uh, like even though we talk a lot about uh, modeling and the information management and automations and all these things, it's, I find it really, really cool that it's uh, we are trying to find a way to make it, well, to have the full value out of it, because mm. it's, well, it's extra cost to make from those 2D lines to the mm. 3D, and checking it all, but it's taking uh, steps, and I think it's really cool. Like, I'm, mm. I'm more than excited that I found the mm. infrastructure industry
1: yeah. to be in. Yeah, and it's good that we have people like you coming from different backgrounds because uh, it's a very big leap from just playing construction and PDFs and 2D into the 3D and digitalization world. So that's why we need people who understand both worlds and can work as a translators. And that's mm. how I see my role as a translator, trying yeah. to like bring together both worlds.
0: Yeah, and I think it's uh, really interesting that uh, interesting uh, that uh, like when you meet um, people who have been in the industry for a very long time Mm. like from the uh, student they have been always on the construction industry and then when you talk with them about BIM and how to utilize it it feels like their uh, imaginary is limited to that okay Mm. we have papers we need to check these facts and we need to then go to the site and uh, do this uh, things and then complete and then deliver the files and then when you think about the BIM and the possibility possibility Mm -hmm. of uh, using softwares and automations, it's uh, like only your imagination is at the limit of what you can really do there. Like you can really even uh, remove some of the resources but also like uh, possibility of uh, future outsourcing some roles or then automating it, making it even more uh faster or efficient to build the structures that you are building and i think that's that's the weird thing that uh, i find on the mm. sites every day that uh, it's it's like a two worlds and i think the beam is easiest way that uh when we like like the engine of development uh, of mm. processes and how to uh, complete the projects is uh, that when you get them understanding how mm-hmm. to utilize BIM and they know they have their, their smartphones and they have their all, other electronic devices, then they know that, okay, we are already in the digital era and then they can also think about apps. And so like we can yeah. expand the imagination level that mm-hmm. they don't anymore think it as straightforward as it was before. But now it's like, what else can we make it easier or accessible or more? Visual that will help XYJ. Yeah,
1: By
0: yeah. the way, do you have uh, any experiences on then when you were at the Helsinki municipality mm. uh, about the like property management or uh, I don't know what's the English name mm. for biker theater, geospatial information? GIS. GIS, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, so, how the BIM, is there at the moment?
1: Uh, well, I don't have any recent information, but I know that City of Helsinki is a very progressive uh, city and they have a lot of data to manage and they have taken it into their heart to uh, make a good system to manage all the data because there is vast amounts of data, uh, but they also want to contribute to smarter environments and uh, smart buildings and property management. So I think they have uh, ideas at least for one system where they manage everything. But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, very curious for me. Like, uh, Well, uh, there has been the same big bang boom. Like... uh, Uh, Changes on the design is cost $1, and uh, on the construction $10, and on Mm -hmm. the maintenance $100. And uh, like thinking this, Mm -hmm. well, the whole life cycle, it's just huge amount of information, Mm -hmm. especially like big city like Helsinki. Mm -hmm. It's uh, so many small different groups that need different data, and then inserting all this data or gathering them somewhere, it's Mm -hmm. uh, a huge work. Yeah, And that's why, like, uh, the smart, uh, smart environment is kind of, like, I don't have so much experiences what mm. smart environments have, but that's why I was curious, like, how things yeah. are there.
1: Are you talking about, uh, like, the data management environment or the physical environment?
0: Yeah, like, how they are, well, in the ideal level, how they are trying to utilize the Data mm. on the BIM models or in the itself to make those smart environments.
1: Mm. Well, at least I know that they have a up in the interface. Interface <laughs> uh, for uh, the public. Server or, uh, like, if you want to find out about city of Helsinki, like as a resident or as an outsider, or a business person, whatever, uh, there are interfaces uh, to get more information, to find out and uh, see things, find out things that are not uh, secret in some way.
0: Yeah, so, like public information.
1: Yeah, but. And one really interesting thing is also like the uh Internet of Things and how the City is like very progressive in that sense that uh, I know that they have tried out these like smart cities uh things that utilize Internet of Things and Okay, yeah, wow. there's collapsatama wow. fixu We should talk about that sometime and find out. Yeah, that would yeah. Be really cool, yeah. Cool idea to understand. Yeah, yeah, and like Internet of Things, like uh, how that affects, like, uh, or what sort of things can you get out of there and... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we're a bit out of, outside of, like, infrastructure and construction now, but but it's like, when you talk about BIM, it's such a vast thing. Yeah,
0: it's and, true. And
1: it's And there's, like, so many elements, so many different standards, so many different, like, uh, Construction species, there's uh, earthworks, and then there's hard concrete bridges and everything, and everybody, all of them have uh, like different functionalities and uh, standards and requirements. So, like, um, it's a really vast thing to understand <laughs> and talk about.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I think, uh, I don't know who was uh, the guy who in. Uh, in the former, one of the one of the speakers uh, there was saying that uh, with the Beam, mm-hmm. just take one piece at a time. Like, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. you have a let's start with Beam, and mm-hmm. you are planning out your next infrastructure mm-hmm. project, and then uh, you are not trying to make every idea what you have about Beam to test mm-hmm. them. That you just like focus on okay, first let's. Try with the machine guidance. Yeah. And uh, we make some uh, very dumb models that, that just have the yeah. geometric and then put it and see what happens. And then yeah. we are improving more and more. And then also like training and support, mm-hmm. it's, so it becomes such a, uh, such a huge uh, effort to educate people. So yeah. you cannot go no. too fast uh, with each project if they are very new yeah. to the BIM and how to utilize the models mm-hmm. and so on.
1: What's your favorite uh, part about like infrastructure BIM or your favorite system or like if you had to work with one part in BIM in infrastructure for the rest of your life what would it be?
0: <laughs> I would definitely choose surveyors. Okay. Job. Like I think yeah. uh, I think it's it feels amazing that you mm-hmm. go into the real world mm-hmm. and you can make uh lock points from there and then you have the virtual version of mm. the real world i think mm. it's just outstanding and uh, like uh, with the modern gns receivers mm. and now there's even handheld mm. uh, uh, surveying equipment It so uh, feels like it's so easy and Mm-hmm. Well, effortless because you can just walk and okay, point <laughs> here, it. point here, point I, here.
1: Don't tell that to any surveyor. Right but it's effortless. But yeah, please give
0: me Yeah, Yeah, we are not yeah. taking total yeah. stations. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, last project I had, uh, I wanted to explore more mm-hmm. about the uh, surveying things, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to the site and asked about the surveyor who was outsourced. Mm-hmm that, uh, hey, can I join you when you mm-hmm. go with the total stations? Yeah, cool. So yeah. I was, uh, I was uh, with that small lens mm-hmm. targeting the trees with the plus signs yeah. and checking, getting the uh, coordinates about yeah. how much it goes. And yeah. it was just uh, the setting up the accuracy was just mm-hmm. like so much effort to know which panel and buttons and menus and mm-hmm. wherever you go. Then with the DNS it's just like our own. Mm. A plot point, so it was like, mm. yeah, I understand that we need those mm. stations, but mm. uh, someone should redesign the <laughs> user interface mm. in those those okay. machines yeah
1: yeah yeah, you definitely need like an engineer to work with those, but yeah, that's nice to hear maybe you should do a couple of years of surveying studies and you could become a head surveyor at some point. <laughs> because like. Um, uh, I know that at the moment in Finland especially, and I think that's a global problem right now that there's not enough surveyors for all the sites and and because the like digitalization and everything's evolving so fast, and if somebody also needs to be working on the site, so like people are not it's really hard to keep up with the development and all the requirements that come out so yeah I yeah. think
0: it's it's Like uh, when I first uh, started as BIM coordinator I think it was such a mind-numbing realization that how much surveyor uh, like works understanding you need Mm -hmm. to understand all little details of uh, making it work because it's well, yeah, for men and excavator drivers and even the footmen are utilizing BIM but to set it up so that they can benefit from it. You need a lot of mm. like, background uh, knowledge about uh, surveying and how everything works. And yeah. I think that was a bit of a surprise, like came uh, on my background, like, oh, <laughs> this, this is a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But it's fun how, like, um, like, if I had to choose uh, something that I would work with the rest of my life, would, would probably be machine control or machine guidance. I find it really, really interesting. But even though it's only a one small part of like BIM in infrastructure, it's still like a vast thing that withhelds so many different things to understand and to know about. So like I've, I've been working here, uh, mainly trying to work with uh, machine control and being a machine control expert in our company. But there's like so many different systems that have their own uh, ideas, <laughs> like and how they work. And uh, then there's also different cloud services. And I think like every day I'm using so many different softwares and services daily. And it's <laughs> like taking forever to learn, but it's still really enjoyable. But I'm kind of hoping. After Maybe after 10 years, it's a little bit easier. And
0: Have you yet uh, done any pipe work, uh, modeling for the machine, different machine kind of systems? No.
1: <laughs> you enjoy? Yeah, 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 you get to work at the actual project, so I'm kind of like trying to look at the big picture, so... Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, quite, a, quite a world. Mm. By the way, what... Uh, in the machine guidance systems and well, i mean uh, like the machine guidance experts, mm. like uh, is it more of uh, more of the modeling part or more of like uh, excavator and the system uh, maintenance and understanding that function because those are also like
1: mm.
0: you can take years and years to be a good model model mm. machine guidance systems mm. but then the systems itself like like a trinkle mm. run it's uh, also like you need to know so much little things about each mm-hmm. system and yeah. how it functions, what kind of data
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: you can input it and what mm-hmm. you can get out. So it's like a, it's like a bit of a, bit of both or one of those.
1: Mm, I would think in the end user part uh, because uh, we see the potential in machine control at the moment, and we want to use more and more of machine control. Uh, But there is still um, somewhat of a gap because uh, in traditional uh, just excavating or like having uh, the surveyor on site, uh, there is still a lot to learn for different parties. And uh, it takes time. But I would say, like uh, the design or the excavating models, they are there are differences. uh, Yes, that you need to take into notice. But uh, from a surveying point of view, but uh, I don't know from the uh, excavator pilot, would it be as easy for them to like first you learn. Uh, like a system, and then you learn another system. So I think uh, at the end user point, that's where we need to emphasize them.
0: Yeah, 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 that's that's true. Like, uh, well, at least mm-hmm. on my project, it's so always like I think now and well forever mm-hmm. that some uh, systems have much more well equipped for modeling mm-hmm. and data gathering, and some you need to piece all the models to the small chunks or different types or different codings and And uh, it's always a bit of a hassle Yeah,
1: yeah, but hopefully getting more towards the there is a One code system for everybody that everybody needs to use because now there are so many different of course there are different orders. for example, we have a project at the airport and there are very Airport specific stuff in their coding system, but uh, eventually, like to save time, to save money, save everybody's nerves, we need to go more towards a unified system.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. Let's hope so. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but that's something that we all need to work on and all need to push towards for. And I think like in Finland with the building Smart Finland and uh, all the experts there, they're like making a really big effort. Finna. pushing that forward globally um, yeah. and in
0: Finland. By the way, way, out of uh, curiosity, when you have come from the design and data management uh, perspective, mm. uh, what would you say for civil engineers that uh, like if they are interested on BIM and they have seen those visualization models and mm. they have been like in the 3D, they have mm. been, watched them, like what are the most crucial things in your mind that you need to uh, learn or become good with understanding mm. to start like adapting BIM in your own projects?
1: Uh, well, if, if we want to all play together in the same team, I think it would be important uh, if we want to utilize uh, the design models in construction, then of course, uh, like maybe the owners would come more, uh, be more okay with the fact that we could use models also as the defining uh, designs for construction. But also then uh, I heard a really good story from um, uh, somewhere that the, it has been also utilized the uh, machine control simulators for the designers mm. so yeah when they take their models and turn it into one of those uh, triangulated models for the excavators and then they could see like how does this work and can you take this there or do you want to like only do you want to save the joint time of everybody, or do you want to like make somebody the <laughs> surveyor of the site uh, do the work that you've already done, do it again? And like, but it's a common discussion, and we should like more play together in the same thing.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's, yeah,
0: that's the thing that makes BIM coordinators work so difficult.
1: Exactly, mm. okay. okay, yeah. Mm.
0: Do we have any other talking points? I
1: think for now,
0: it's
1: a was bit to start. Yeah, I think it's one hour at least. Thank
0: you for listening to the Infrastructure Pioneer podcast. Infrastructure construction from the perspective of BIM specialists and on-site engineers. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you next time.